Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. that intro is um and, and even when i had it i've never noticed how long that intro is but um this is sports unplugged um with this week uh gav and kev um avi and connor obviously have work commitments and stuff like that so it is clashing with them at the moment so we're going to cover as much as we can throughout the season for them um wherever you need it uh kev how are you my man i'm really good really good big weekend ahead of sport a huge weekend of sport yeah it, all it, around the world a, as well it's it's, it's a, massive when you sit down and right what are my plans for the weekend and then you look at it and you think, my God, there is not doing much, much just sitting there and watching. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I said to the visit, do you want to go out the weekend with your mates? Do you want to sort something out? Yeah, you start handing over bank cards and saying, you knock yourself out, just yeah. stay out for ages. Yeah, take your time, you're grand. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look, uh, disclaimer, um, I watch a bit of sport. Um, I dabble in sport, I suppose, when it's outside the Liverpool Football Club. So if anyone's in the chat tonight and you want to educate me on anything, feel free to. If you want to make a suggestion as to what we could talk about or what our opinions will be on certain things, absolutely throw them in there as well. I mean, have a chat about them. Um, and I didn't realise how big a weekend it was of sport until me and you earlier on today just start going, right, what are we talk about? What's happening? And then you were like, um, Barca and Real, uh, Inter, Juventus, Liverpool United. Obviously, I know about Liverpool United. Um and then I wanted to talk about a bit of golf. I wanted to see if anyone's into the NFL, who their team is, and how it's going. Because when the dark nights draw in and Sunday nights come, it's um, it's great crack to watch um, yeah. that red zone, isn't it? So it is. Yeah. To- the, the, the red zone is the one thing that I wish they had on Soccer Saturday. It's the one thing I wish mm. Soccer Saturday was that you can mm. watch Soccer Saturday across the four divisions. Yeah. And- Goal goes in and the camera would flick to it and you'd see the replay and so it'd be fantastic. But the red zone's great. 
is spread yeah. across so many games, and there's all action. So at least you can soak up what's going on. Because the one thing I find with NFL, it can be really long. Yeah, I mean, boringly long if nothing's yeah. happening. And if you, I don't, I don't, I don't mind invested in it. Like, I don't mind when they put on one game and you're watching it, but they're just zapping to other games to show you. Yeah, it's kind of breaks. It kind of yeah. breaks it up because. Um, it's hard to watch when you know the rules. It's even harder when you don't, because you literally yeah. don't know where there's all these stoppages. But <laughs> yeah, we, get to, we get to NFL a bit. Um, if you're watching, nice one. Um, again, don't forget, throw in whatever you want into that chat, and we'll have a chat once it is about sport. Um, throw it in there, and we'll, we'll go about it. And um, as I said, we're going to talk about Formula One, golf, UFC, um, NFL, football, and anything else that you want to talk about. Uh, Cloptimistic Free Words says, bring on United. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah, Just before we go on, um, because... Salah, um, little snippets coming out from an interview with Sky, I presume, from the last couple of days, um, probably Wednesday or Thursday. And the big thing to come out is that he says, look, I, I, I play my last game. I play every day of my career at Liverpool, if I could. And, and they said, well, how are things going? He said, well, that's not for me to say. It's not in my hands and stuff like that. Um, what did you make of it? Because I'm getting mixed reviews on, on, on Twitter and stuff like that. I, I, I'll tell you now, I think he signs an extension. I think you'll see him there till 2025 at least. That's my opinion. You look, But even the words that come out of him, Kev, I looked at the body language and he just looks so content. Yeah, doesn't, he looked, didn't look frustrated or anything when, when, oh. when that was going on. You see some players when they're coming up to contract negotiations and they get very fidgety when they're doing interviews. Uh, my agent is dealing with this or it's um, it's yeah. being dealt with. Move on kind of thing. He was he answered the questions that were put to him and he was relaxed, calm. Yeah. I think he I agree. I think he does sign. Um mainly because and from the club's point of view, the cost of replacing him is more than what he's reportedly asking for. Mm. It makes no sense not to sign him. And the way I look at sat this thing, it's it's about the timing. It's the little details now, you know, maybe image rights or stuff like that. It's small things to get done. I, he's content. He's happy. Yeah. It's puts if it's not how we think it is, it puts a hell of a lot of pressure back onto the club. If it's not, so what you what you mean by when he says it's not in my hands, I'd love to spend every day in my career, Liverpool, exactly. and everything's not right. He's basically he's throwing a curveball in there to the club, or he's 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 hitting a big yeah. serve into their court and to see what comes out of it. Exactly. But but you you made a great point to me before we 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 stick him on air, and you said to me, Cav, listen, the way the club is run now, and the way they keep everything in house, um, you can't under any circumstance see Liverpool allow Mo Salah to do an interview with Sky two days before a game at Manchester United and talk about his contract if everything wasn't absolutely fine. No way. There's no way the media crew, and you got to look at the social media crew as well at the club, the amount of PR stuff they've been pumping out in the last two weeks, yeah. promoting Salah and bigging him up. Uh, it's every day. It's, it's a new record. It's something else. It's how much the club love him, and rightly so. I can't for the life of me believe the club's media team would allow him anywhere near Sky mm-hmm. to be put up because they know they're going to ask about the contract. Yeah. If the club weren't comfortable in the answers that he was going to be given, you know, the club could or the club would block that interview going yeah. until it was edited down to the way they wanted because they've a big yeah. say in this stuff. They do, of course. I mean, the thing is, Sky and BT will ask the club, we want to interview XYZ player. The club will say, well, no, not him. You can interview him and this guy instead. The club or you can interview are in him, but you're not asking A, B, and C. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they're and they know that it's a long hard, it's a long season ahead, and Sky will want access to players down the road. They'll want access to Klopp down the road. They're not going to want to shit in their own doorstep, you know. Mm-hmm. So they'll play ball as well. And yeah. the way I, the snippets that I've seen so far, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. But the snippets I've seen so far, he's happy. He he's he raising so his family. Yeah. yeah, he's raising his family in the city, and he, and he likes it. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think he likes the idea of being the main man. Mm-hmm. And he knows that the club and the side is built for him to succeed. He yeah. might he's already seen players leave and it not the grass isn't greener on the other side. And why wouldn't you want to stay with Klopp until Klopp maybe well, well, goes? Th- well that's the thing because at, at twenty nine years of age, you know, you do see people like making a move and you know it's their last big contract. You see that all the mm. time, Kev, don't you? And we're yeah, getting yeah. into a, a big, massive chat around Salah because me and you could go on all night about mm. this. And if people want us to stop, just tell us and we we'll fucking stop. Yeah. You're Friday night. There's no air um, horns on this one. but No, I don't have any fucking stuff on this. I have <laughs> to play it off my phone into the mic. Um, I'm using the, the, the different software tonight. Um, the, 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 the swanky one isn't being used. Um, but do you see players moving into the last big contract. But And this could be his last big contract. I don't think it is. I think it'd be. I think he could still, in you know, four years time, at, or five years time, or whatever it is, at at, 20, at 34, 25, 24 years of age, turn around and still get another contract two year mega deal somewhere. You know, we yeah. could go off to China, but he seems like a very. Um, you look at Ronaldo. You know, yeah, in fairness, yeah. He, Ronaldo he could, he could, with a two year deal. And not only that, well, but not yeah. only that. Like if you if you look how the MLS is progressing, um. Mm-hmm. And and the way that that that's going strength to strength for me, the yeah. MLS, the way it's attracting players and 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 the quality that's there, um, and his name is absolutely humongous. And exactly. if he went over there, they they could be offering him like buckets of money, you yeah, know, yeah. sort of way. So I, I think he doesn't think, come across to me as a player who plays for that anyway. I no, think, but what I'm but what I'm saying is is that this is a me- this would be a mega contract that he would get. Oh, okay, yeah. but even if he moved to the likes of a Real Madrid, just for argument's sake, yeah, yeah. He's going in there, and he's he's probably getting what Liverpool. He's probably getting what he's asked at Liverpool. He's getting a Real Madrid, right? He's probably getting a bit yeah, more, yeah. but he's not going in there with. He's not going in there with the the short thing that he nearly has at Liverpool. If you get me, yeah, yeah. Like Liverpool are so strong at the minute, and I think they'll only get stronger, you know, the sort of way. And and he is it is it worth the risk to go even to even to a mega club like you know um, Real Madrid or well, the Barcelona won't happen. They haven't got no, the piss. Do you know what I mean? It's it's or one the of PSG those. PSG or anyone like that. I mean, yeah, you, and you'll win domestic stuff at PSG, but you're not. You, I, you're no more sure of winning the Champions League than you are at Liverpool. If you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'll be honest, right? I think it was probably my first time back. Uh, my first time on a pod, and I said, I don't believe for a second that Allison, Virgil, or any of the other players extend their contract without talking with the rest of the squad. And making sure that everyone is on board and that they're all in it together. Yeah, I don't. I I honestly believe that they all decided that yeah, we're all going to extend, and they decided to do it this summer, whatever way they wanted to do it. And I don't believe for a second that Salah and Mane and maybe even Bobby weren't involved in those discussions between the dress inside the dressing room. Yeah. So I think it's done. I think it'll get done and. We'd all be. I was. I was kind of hoping it would be done and signed and sealed and everything and announced before this weekend's game. Mm-hmm. I was. I hope they don't drag this out into December. Yeah, the mar- landed, on, landed on us just before the January window. 
Well, my yeah. worry, my worry always is, and and optimistic free world says, and I don't. Can you not just call yourself free world again, buddy? Because it was much easier. He says, Salah will want money on par with the best player in the world in FSG. Run it like a business, and we'll have wage caps. We are lucky the Spanish clubs are in a mess, which works in our favour. That's fair, because I think yeah, if, but we don't if, have a wage cap. We no, we have, don't have a wage cap. We, we have a certain way of doing things and play a structure. Yeah, yeah. And he's right, but he's right. If Barcelona and Real Madrid seen that interview or that snippet, they'd be all over it. And you know how they work. They both work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those. But look, we won't. Um, I don't dwell on the team, which I think you're right. Yeah. I think I think when I get if I always worry when a player with two years to go gets to January and debate eighteen months. That's when I really start. To yeah, worry. I was really confident with Genie that he was done deal at eighteen months. It wasn't until it got to the October. That I thought, nah, this isn't getting done, and because if it is, if it wasn't done in the in the summer when he had twelve months, I just thought, nah, his agent is let, letting the ball go here, or they're asking for too much. Mm. Whatever the thing was, I don't know, and I think that it'll come out in a book somewhere down the line. What really happened, like the Fakir stuff, it's starting to come out now. What really happened? Yeah, it'll all come out in the wash with Genie. What really went on, but mm. I think with Salah, the club can't afford to let him go. They just, they just can't. No, and and I think yeah. like as an optimistic Liverpool fan on this sort of thing, as you said, the the amount of the amount of um, social media they've done. Now, in fairness, Salah has kind of prompted it with some of the fucking stuff he's done over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But but like it's even midweek, even midweek when we don't have a game or you know, and they're throwing stuff out, and it's like um, and even the wording of it. You know, they're not just saying what a brilliant goal. He says, look, they're talking about you're in the in the company of greatness and stuff like yeah. that. Um, that them words are big words, even for a player of Salah's standing at Liverpool. So it's um, one of those. Paul Gormley says, I really think Klopp will extend as well, and this is a massive, massive part of the rest of the lads signing extensions. Um, I have said that if Mo Salah extends his contract at Liverpool, it'd be the biggest contract extension you've ever seen at the club. Um, but I will backtrack slightly. I think Klopp. Goes in twenty twenty four, but Paul, if you're right and he extends, that is the biggest contract extension yeah. in the clubs in in ever at the club for me ever. Yeah, um, love nothing more to be wrong in my life than to see oh that yeah, extension. oh Jesus Christ, yeah, and yeah. You know, I'll take I'll give anything to be wrong on that yeah. one, anything. But anyway, look, um, we we t- we said we'd have a 10, 15 minute yeah. chat on that, and we have, and then um, we 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 coming back to Liverpool and 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 United and all later on. But um, we've other sports to cover now. You like Formula One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. the only reason I know that is because I watched. Um, I don't know whether I watched. I was on a show with you, and you mentioned Formula One a couple of weeks ago, saying that should be a good race and stuff like that. Hamilton, yeah. taken a ten place penalty or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, Ru- I think it was Russia. It might yeah. have been the last race he took. He took uh, yeah, because they had to replace the engine. They had to t- make a decision to replace the engine. And if you replace the engine in the car, you take a ten place grid penalty. Yeah, but he qualified in pole, so he started tenth. Or he yeah. started 11th, so whatever it was, and he cut his way through the field and got a really good finish. But I love Formula I've because I'm a mechanic, so I, I've worked with cars on and off since uh, I left school. So I've always been interested in, in Formula One and racing ever since I started watching it with uh, when John Watson was racing. You know, he was he was flying, he was driving with an Irish flag as far as we were concerned. And um, that's what my father was into it, and I got into it that way. Yeah. And you grow up with PK and Prost and Mansell and then Schumacher, Senna. Senna was. I watched legend. it. I watched it a lot more when it was on BBC. Yeah, because it was free to wear, and it was Sunday afternoon, and we didn't have sports channels. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was it was great on a Sunday, like and 
That'd be um, dinner. Yeah, just sit with your dinner watching the Formula One, them all buzzing around and, and the speeds that are going on. I think it's it's kind of restricted now, isn't it, with the engines they have and the, the, the stuff like that, which it's is probably crazy a safety the, Yeah, because the engines they have, they're only 1.6 litre petrol engine with yeah. um, well, with the turbos and the boosters. And yeah, but the, but the rest they of the car weighs about 8 kilos. Yeah, they, they get up to about 300, 305, 308 kilometres an hour in a straight yeah. with the uh, flaps open and all. They're quick. And yeah. I mean, this weekend now it's in Austin, so it's going to be a dry race, no rain. Love Formula One in the rain because you, you see a proper test of driver skill then in the rain. But mm. Austin is a great circuit because it off, it offers just pace and skill. You know, it's a bit of a mix between an IndyCar circuit and a traditional European circuit where you've got the wall, where you don't have the the off runs that Formula One has now in the modern tracks. So there's the danger element there. But this world championship is so tight between but Hamilton, that's, that, that, but that's what, Hamilton and Verstappen. Is yeah, so but that's what's grabbed my attention because, yeah. like I said, I, I watched it a lot in probably the 90s, I'm being honest. Mm. You know, I, I think I watched it a lot during the 90s. You know, we had got Prost, you Mantle. Then you had um, Damon Hill and Schumacher kind of struck up a, a, a bit of a, a rivalry yeah. um, in the mid-90s. And then, you know... Schumacher was unbelievable, but like I, I can't it got repetitive, it. didn't it? That yeah, but I think I think I think Hamilton wins his fourth one in two thousand and eight, um, and I remember him in a race winning the fucking title on the last lap in Brazil or something like that it was yeah. mental, and yeah. I was kind of going well, and you know the, these kind of big stories throw, throw themselves out there and um, Vettel and stuff like that, but this year it's kind of caught me attention a couple of times. Now I'm not telling you I sit down and watch yeah. races all the time, you know what I mean? I, I don't. But this has kind of caught my attention because you've seen rivalries in the past where you know he's been a bit like Schumacher was a fucker for it. He crashed into you just to, you know, make sure you yeah. didn't finish so he could win a title. I think he done that to Damon Hill. But yeah, he did. but this one is seems to me like it's a lot very personal. Like very personal. Like Yeah, there's been two there's been two well, there's an overtaking incident. incident, then there's one where your man puts his car on top of the other fella's yeah, car. Yeah, and he's literally driving around with him on top of him. It's a yeah. global decker fucking Formula yeah. 1 car. But it's got very, very personal. And they always seem like, I kind of, you know, on a Sunday or a Monday, usually on a Monday, I'll sit down lunchtime, have a cup of tea, and I'll kind of scroll through BBC Sport, and I kind of, what happened over the weekend and stuff. And it just seems to be Hamilton has an issue with Verstappen and vice versa, regardless of what happens in the race. Yeah, I think they're. There's only about eight points in it, and it's. Um, I think Verstappen's had seven wins, Hamilton's had five, but Hamilton's had more th- second and third place finishes through the season, so it's really close. Formula One hasn't had a, a championship, a championship race like this for a while, and it's needed it for a long time. You know, um, <laughs> the Berlin World Championship. I want to get onto that in a minute. That was epic. That was yeah. epic. Yeah, but I think this race, once it starts to head towards the the last few races now, you've got how many's left? I think of about four or five. You've got right. this one. There's Mexico. I'm not sure there's one in Japan. I think that one has been might have been cancelled, and okay. then it finishes up in the Middle East in uh, Dubai, and yeah. um, it won't be decided. It will go down to the last race because. I don't think they had did it this year, but I think in previous years where they, they had the last race was double points. I don't think they've done that this year, but it's it'll go down to the last race. It'll be nip and tuck all the way through. But yeah, and 
Whatever it's good like. racing as well because no one's running away with it. Even down the field, Ferrari are making a resurgence. McLaren are back in doing yeah. bits again. And what I was so, right in saying, if, if Hamilton wins this one, he would go clear as the most. He would go clear, yeah. He, he's he got, he's, he's on seven. He's on seven. Yeah, he he go. I think he go one. Yeah, he go on eight, and yeah. he's already ahead of him for the most Formula One wins. Yeah, you know he he's. I mean, yeah. Look, the argument is always put out. He's in the best car, so he should be winning. Mm-hmm. But to get into the best car, you've got to show that you can do something with a crap car. Yeah. And he did, and so did uh, Verstappen. Verstappen was finishing sixth, seventh, and eighth with cars that shouldn't have been anywhere near the top fifteen. Yeah, you know these drivers are really, really special. They're really, really. And Verstappen's father was racing in the nineties. Was a yeah. Verstappen, so yeah, it's in his blood, it's in his DNA. So he's been, he's grown up and been around it all his life. Yeah, well, it's fascinating. Four four, watching it, well, four or five races to go. Um, it is, it is something. If if you're not into Formula mm-hmm. One, or you think just go and have a look at it. Have a, have a check it out. I think it's on. It's actually, it might be Sunday evening. Liverpool might be playing. Yeah, it's after. Football. It's it's it's. It, I think about seven p.m. Yeah, seven or eight, seven, seven thirty start, something like that. Yeah, so Probably if our, our, catch the highlights are, are yeah, exactly, you know, catch the highlights. Keep up with it. Um, uh, Jonathan, um, I got into that balloon world championship now. Um, the first five hundred meters is good in Formula One, but the other thirty thousand meters, he's not too you know, sure on. Do you know what, Jonathan? It was better, I think, when they had fuel stop, when they could stop for fuel and tires. When they changed it, that they only did the pit stops just for tires. The strategy almost went out of it because they used to be able to fuel and fuel them heavier, fuel them light. So mm. teams didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. But with the, I think it was a bad accident with a pit crew where um, one of the mechanics, uh, the, the the fuel hose didn't secure properly. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And the fuel got over him, and he caught fire, and they got rid of it in the end. Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, it was just a safety thing, but it was better back then. I understand what Jonathan's saying; it can be. That's why I prefer it in the wet, because in the wet you have you're forcing stops, and it makes so, it a bit more on. interesting. So when do you stop now? Do you can either do fuel or tires? No, 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 no. The, the cars at the start of the race are fueled for the race. They're fueled for the entire race. To do enough, right. To do so enough. The, stra- just the fuel strategy has gone out the window. It's just the stop. Yeah, that's strategy. gone out the window. So it's what just is the tire strategy now? Yes, yeah, so you have to use two different sets, two different compounds throughout a dry race. Right. You you have to start on the tires that you qualified in. So if you yeah. qualify in red tire, the red band tires, the quick, slick tire, the... Yeah fastest one they'll only last about 10 12 laps in most tracks yeah so you have to come in and change or otherwise they they dry off a cliff and okay. they'll, they'll lose you lose massive amount of speed so um, you really you can predict when cars are going to stop to within a couple of laps you know yeah. it, it takes yeah. whereas before out of it. they were literally throwing three liters of petrol into it and going right yeah just the way there for, dash kind of thing for, for end, six yeah. laps and then we bring you in and pour another bit in yeah i, I get yeah. what you're saying uh wiz i reckon the f1 is the best it's been in a long time so there you go there's a bit of an mm. endorsement for that but the balloon world championship for anyone that doesn't know go and check it out <laughs> i couldn't believe this the other day because um and i put it on twitter saying we used to do this in my man's sitting room and um like going years ago and now there's a world cup and it's literally yeah. 
two yeah. lads. Like it was like Peru versus Brazil. There's two lads. And one for me looks like a fucking furniture showroom with a car sitting in it, and they're just. It, the, I think the rules are you can't hit the balloon downwards. You yeah, have to hit, hit downwards, it yeah. sideways or upwards. And they're jumping over bonnets of cars and fucking all trying to keep in the air. It so was going in. Um, go and check that out, man. It it's the fucking mad. Thing I've it's ever seen. Mad it is. If there was ever a sport that was destined for TV, I mean, is that in esports? Because mention esports quickly because last night, uh, Diogo Jota was teamed up in a 2v2 tournament with um, probably one of the best FIFA players in the world, a guy named Tex, and they won a 2v2 tournament last night but Diogo Jota has his own esports team and yeah. he is as close to a professional standard in esports yeah. and FIFA as there is he's probably the best professional footballer that plays FIFA in the world bar none he's unreal at it you know, uh, I, I watched a bit of him last night in that Lord of said of Peru versus Germany, the car was uh, because Volkswagen sponsored it. So really okay. <laughs> it was just a Volkswagen Polo randomly parked in the fucking DFS shop. Um but it was it was massive. It was it's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I just when I seen it, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, We're doing that as kids years. Mm-hmm. Keep the balloon up, you know, in, in the sitting room diving over sofas and stuff like that. Well, birthday but, parties uh, were made of that. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, nowadays you throw the kids in the room and go, here, there's a balloon, keep it in the air, and you give you a chance to have a drink in peace. But um, no, absolutely mental, absolutely and utterly mental. Yeah. So I want to move on to golf mm. um, because Rory McIlroy won last week. Um, he won the CJ Cup in Las Vegas, um, played just outside Las Vegas, stunning-looking golf course, but um, back on the winning trail. And oh, Do you know the way, Kev? You hear me talk a lot about Arsenal because I'm intrigued by them. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm a bit like this with Rory McIlroy. I'm not as big as fan. Um, I think if everyone plays to the best of their ability, he's the best golfer in the world. I genuinely believe that. Um, but I wouldn't say out to watch Rory McIlroy. You know, I'd, I'd watch other players before I watch him, but I think he's brilliant. And I have this kind of theory because I am intrigued by him. I have this theory that if I see too much of Rory McIlroy in the press in the lead up to a tournament, um, he doesn't do well especially in majors if you see him all week yeah. um, you're like he's talking too much forget about it you know that way um, but he's kind of gone quiet and then he comes back and wins and I'm like I think I'm onto something here but the golf thing like people have been asking me when does the season end we, it doesn't end the seasons don't end anymore they just roll into one roll into another what do you like with golf Kev do you watch golf I watch I, I go out of my way to watch the majors the masters especially I just think mm-hmm. Augusta is a stunning looking it's the course best, it's the best tournament in the world yeah. I think the thing with golf with me is players of the equipment I don't know if it's the equipment a combination of the clubs the ball the players they're too long do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I, I don't think the I think the majority of courses now can't cope with them well they can but they won't. They have the the course, the TV companies like low, in America especially, from what I get, they like low scoring. Yeah. I prefer to, I watched a, a British Open, of, I was going back a while, but I think it was, it might have been a Carnoustie, and it was one with something like four over, three or four over. Or yeah, it probably like was Carnoustie because it's probably the most severe of the open venues. If, if Yeah, and I just yeah. thought, you know what, that's a proper test of someone's skill. It doesn't matter if you can hit the ball 350, 380 yards yeah. because the rough was so punishing. Yeah. And I prefer to watch that. But 
I can understand why the TV companies want winners with 15 under and 16 under because it gets the crowd up, it gets it, it's exciting and what have you. I can understand it, but I'm not avid, avid in it. You know, it's, I don't think it has the personalities it used to have. You know, with the, the likes of Faldo, uh, Sam Torrance, Colin Montgomery, will he ever win one? That kind of intrigue isn't as isn't there anymore. But I don't think the European players are at a par, and I think the Ryder Cup exposed that. And the Americans are just so damn good at the minute. And well, yeah, I think it was so- a combination. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, the crowd having the no fans and everything like that is fine. Well, it's it's the biggest but factor the for me. Is, don't lie. The, yeah, but the biggest factor for me was he picked the wrong team. Um, but but just saying on golf that too long, right? Um, Bryson DeChambeau being the 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 main culprit in this he's because ridiculous. he's he's well he's going to the limit. He's called a scientist. He actually he he doesn't read greens. He he gets graphs out and all. So like he's notes upon notes upon notes. all his clubs are one length. They're, that's a big thing now. Like if you buy a set of golf clubs, like my golf clubs, yeah, they're um, right. start well well they start with a driver, which is the biggest club in the bag, which would be the longest, and it goes down to the porter, which is the one you use in the green, which would be the shortest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all go in different lengths and stuff like that. That's fine. He uses one length uh, on everything, bar is his driver and maybe tree wood or whatever, the, the woods. All right. Um and like during COVID, he went off and, and done all sorts of stuff and came out with driver. He has driver shafts that are right on the limit of length. I think 48 inches is the, is the longest yeah. you can have them. And ball speed. It's all about ball speed now. Ball speed is, is how quick you're getting that fa- face to hit that ball. Sounds very simple, but it's not. Um, it's a massive skill he has. Don't get me wrong. He has massive power, but it's actually a ridiculous skill he has. Um <laughs> You know, Wizard says, you know, um, Deschamps designed his game on science. He did. He didn't. He didn't. He has ability. He's naturally gifted. But what he's done is he's looked into the science of it, how a ball acts, how, you know, a club reacts. It's mad to watch. Like, he was done once. I remember watching it live. He was on a green and he had a putt. And I think he took four minutes or five minutes over this putt. He walked around the green, around, and the players with him are looking, going, is this for fucking real? You know, but. Um, it, it's one of those. Ham Waller says he's deadly at pitch and pull. Nice one. Um, <laughs> good man. And keep going with it. Um, I love a good game of pitch and pull. Mm. Um, I like part three stuff as well. But anyway, onto the golf. Um, they can they can tame them. And the reason, the, the way they tame them is they they can lengthen the, cl- the, the course out a bit more because these cor- courses that are picked for, for PGA tournaments, Kev, or, or Opens would have the facility that if me and you went that hole will be 400 yards long yeah it'll yeah. be 500 yards long for the yeah. probably just move it back a couple of tee boxes but then they can do stuff like don't cut don't cut the fairway you know make the fairway 20 foot wide and if you go left or right of it yeah you're, you're in fucking two foot of grass and let's know let, let's see how you get on then the problem is mm. that they make them too fair on them for the level of skill that's there so they have wide fairways that are 50 60 foot wide um well maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration maybe but then you have a force cut you have a second quarter rough, and then you have rough, you know. Yeah, and, and even the rough is. For but the these boys don't miss by that much. If they miss, if no. they miss one badly, they have the skill to get out of it in the rough that they're in. But there was one. There was one. Um, I think it was a U.S. Open where they played. I think it was called Chambers Bay, and I want to say it was 2014, but I could be wrong. And these boys had a nightmare. The greens were horrendous. They were fast. They, uh, you couldn't ground the fucking club anywhere because it was all considered sand. 
the whole course and you can't ground the club in sand and goss, no. right? And you could not ground the club on this course before you took a shot. You had to keep the club off the ground, right? And there was mortar over it because the players couldn't play. Now, weather is one thing, but when you set up a course in a certain way and you're getting fellas going around and the weather's perfect, but they're all on the, the winner is even par going into the last round, you get players giving out. Yeah, no, I get and, that. And and you're right. Americans don't like it. Americans want to see boardy, 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 loads of cheers, loads yeah. of this, and make it a massive event. Whereas golf, it, when you strip it right back, is a game of skill. And if you have if you have par fours that are 300 yards long, and this fella can hit it 300 yards with the second or third longest club in his bag, it's it's not a game of skill anymore. No, you know, not. so it's 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 one of those. Um, it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I mean, you play a lot as well, don't you? So, I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I lived in America for a couple of years. I was selling lad. I lived in America for a couple of years, and I played when I was in high school. I just used it. It was a dodge because I used to be able, used to get out of school early on a Wednesday if you want, if you were in the golf team. So I was like, okay. When I was living back here, my next-door neighbor, he was mad into golf, so he showed me how to hold a club. And that's all I needed to show your man when I was in America. How do you hold a club, son? I was like, yeah, here you go. I can hold the club, yeah. Right, you're in the team. I was yeah. delighted with life. I managed to get out of school half days and all that for a couple of years. It was great. So I, I used to play. <coughs> but if I got around nine holes in 45 or 46, I was delighted with life. I was well, absolutely excited. Well, 14 well, or 15 nine, years nine, hold, nine holes, 45 shots would be 90 overall. Yeah. That's a good scoring goal for, was, for, for a... For a novice, and novice. I was a complete yeah. novice. I mean, I yeah. grew up playing hurling, so I knew how to hit a ball. But hitting a ball straight was a completely different thing again. Like, it's com- mm. the skill involved, not moving your head, all that kind of stuff. The detail that just for a normal club player that you need yeah. to be able to master is unreal. Just on normal runner stuff. Not a mind when you're at a competitive level. Mm. Well, Avo says, what's your opinion on hybrid clubs, Gav? Do you agree with them? I've no issue with any golf clubs. Um, I don't use hybrids myself. Um, a lot of people do. They'll use a you know, four or five iron, but that's a hybrid that has a bigger back on it. It's more forgiving and stuff like that, and it'll go through um, go through grass quicker and stuff like that. I don't use them. Um, my bag consists of a driver, um, five wood, four iron, up to gap wedge, two wedges then on top of that in a putter. I only use 12 clubs, I think. You're allowed 14, I only use 12. But um, it's, listen, the technology is there. You know, like the golf clubs I use, and Veranda Cheese is in the chat there, he'll tell you, the, the ones I use have fucking like um, carbon printing in them and all the fucking sorts of stuff. Um, mad stuff like and And, you know, um, weights built into certain parts of them, so for forgiveness, and you, there's loads of gimmicks. But at the end of the day, you know, you can have you can have all the all the equipment in front of you, but if you can't swing a golf club, you can't do it right. No. It's um, and and the thing about golf is there's, there's loads in power, there's loads there's loads of skill, but the consistency you have to have is is ridiculous. It's absolutely I mean, I, ridiculous. I, I, I watched, there was an interview there. Was, I mean, I watched the Rory interview after the Ryder Cup and he was broken. I, yeah. That's why I was surprised when he, I didn't even know he was competing last weekend because I honestly thought he was going to take a good break from it, you know, take a good couple of months off, go away and just recharge and do it again. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he kept quiet 
and he just went straight back into it off his own steam and seen how it went because I wasn't expecting him to go back. But he all, there was also an interview saying that with the quality of players that are in the USP in the USPGA now, if you go through a year and you might win two or three events, you've had a fantastic year. Oh yeah. Whereas when Tiger was playing at his pomp, he was winning seven, eight, nine tournaments in a season and all that. Says those, he was saying like that those days are well gone. That you're going to have so many different winners of tournaments throughout the year and so many new names coming through that the room is there for personalities to come back through again. You know, if well, if if they're good enough. Well, it all it all kind of, with the personality side of things. I know where you're saying it was a, it was a more romantic game and um, going back years ago when you had got stories behind players. Mm. The problem for me is when you see some some of these players that they're trying to bring through, they try too hard to have a personality. You know, they try too hard. Just let it be natural. Mm. And and they'll find a way, whether they become a bit of a villain, a bit like Patrick Reed, um, or you get someone that's loved and then, you know, somebody is like, what is going on? A bit like Speed, who's come back as well. Midnight Talker says, what wedges do you use? Um, all my clubs are Cobra. Um, so Cobra, Rad, Speed, Drivers, Irons, and then Wedges are Cobra, SB, Cobra, SB. Um, they're nice, they're new. They're, they're, they're the 2021 version. And then an Odyssey Poor. So I hope that fills you in. Um, Klopp the Mystic, who um, has threatened 14 times to leave here because we're not talking football, says, do you use adult clubs, Gav? Yeah, just about, mate. Um, I've paid a fuck <laughs> enough of them, so I hope I got the adult version. Um Midnight Talker says he uses a 54 and 58 degree. Um, I'm on 52 and 50. Sorry, he uses 54 and 60. I use 52 and 58. I used to use 54 and 60 in a, in a, in a Titus Vokey Wedge SM7, but I've, I'm selling them. I have them there. To, I'm selling them. And I moved to a 52 and a 58. The 60 degree is too open. On the, on the, just only use our bunkers. Don't use anywhere else. Um let me see. Tom Bowling loves the fact that golfers break clubs as if they swung them themselves. Yeah, that happens all the time. But that goes back to consistency. Like I, I go down the driving range most Thursday nights. Um, I usually go down, spend an hour or two down, come back. Um, Grizzly show is on the Thursday night, and then I edit it. That's my Thursday night. Um, I usually try to get a game of wars on him with one of the lads as well. But I go down there, right, and I put earphones in, have a podcast on, and I'll hit balls and. Might hit a hundred. I may hit two hundred when I'm down there, and out of that two hundred, I could probably hit. And I mean this, a hundred and eighty, really, really well, really well. You know, like if I go down and hit a driver, Kevin, say I hit it well once, I'll do it again. When I hit it second, I go right. Let's do a third. And my target is always hit five of them in a row. And then when you get to five, stand back and then go right. You're driving down, and you put you pick a hole in your head, maybe down the local golf course. Say right, I have to hit this shot now. And if you hit it, you can move on to your next club. It's a game I play it myself, yeah. Um, but the consistency is just if you're slightly out anywhere in golf, it's just it, it'll get found out. Yeah, yeah. If and, that's the, and that's where the and that's where the science comes back. That's yeah. where the science comes back from from um, from Bryson DeChambeau. You know, that sort of way because he looks into the whole not only the science of the ball and the and the club and you know what way is him is his body what way his body moves what way it's he's so upright when he's standing he has his own views on that a lot of people bend their knees a lot more he he has this is um this uh this this way of doing things but just i don't know i just want to come on and talk about golf tonight and, yeah, yeah, and, no, it's it's just, in. and 
uh, you know, like Tiger Woods is out at the moment because of the crash he had. I think he's broke both his legs. What will happen yeah. there? It'd be an interesting one to look at. And you asked me earlier, when's the season end? When does it stop? It doesn't. They just wrap around seasons, they call them. So the season ends. Usually, I think the season used to end in October. And then um, they'd usually be off. But they don't now. They play right through now. They go off to Australia. Yeah, and they're all like different that. parts of the world. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's I, a, I know the European it's a full tour. year is, game now. Yeah. The European tour isn't really European-European. It's European in, from March to maybe September. Yeah, well, that's then, that's, a, that's a traditional golf season. Yeah. Because even as a member of a local golf club, um, uh, it's changed now because you used to have a handicap system, um, which was adjusted by your handicap committee and stuff like that. And your competition was, as you start on Patrick's Day, believe it or not, and run till the end of October, Halloween, in around that. And actually at that time, you'd be playing for fucking turkeys and hams for Christmas. But now I think the whole year, all the competitions are counted because it's a world golf um, handicap. Yeah, it is. Now. It's all over. So that's where the PJ Tour would do, yeah, March to March to end of October. Usually. Yeah, because they usually, with like the match plays and... Um Wider Cups, Walker Cups. Well, not Walker Cups usually earlier, but and the Solheim Cup would be for the women would be earlier, but it would usually finish on a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup or something like that. Yeah. But now that you've got the Asian Tour going and players will go off and play in that to get ranking points and what have you. So it's t- it's a tough one to... I mean, the thing is, they also have their own dedicated channels that yeah. they need filling with content yeah. for whatever time zone you're in in the world. So the product is always non-stop. You know, the players at the top end, say the top fifty, really got to pick and choose. Yeah, what well, they they, they, they what, plan, do, they, what they don't. Yeah, they plan their year out. Um, yeah. as they like see tennis fit. in that way. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. One last comment here, Hamwaller. Um, of course, in dedication to Shawnee calling some of that the other night. I think, <laughs> that was um, and I'd love to know who Hamwaller was before Hamwaller. Um, I love to put a bit of swaz on my shots, Gav, like a Bobby Nose hook. Oh, fair enough. And then keep on the 60 degree. Then. That'll get you um, That'll get you uh, loads of swaz of a 60 degree, especially mm. over a tight lie. But um, um, anyone that's into golf, uh, keep some time in May or June free because we're definitely going to be doing a, a day trippers um, golf weekend. And basically, well, we, we aren't all going away for the weekend. We're just going to have a game of golf. Um, we're going to... We might do it for charity. We don't know what to do it for. We we'll think of something, and um, we're going to invite a certain amount of players to come and play with us, and then uh, and then have loads of drink afterwards. Basically, um, it's just another reason That's to have a day out. But um, there will be a day, a day trippers golf thing uh, going on in May or June next year. So there you go. Mm. Right, uh, Clap the Mystic is still here. Um, he says um, he's a moany bastard. This golf season That's never ends. Does golf chat end? Well, we're ending it now. Is that all right for you, my man? Yeah, money fuck are you on a Friday night? Um, li- touching on UFC, touching mm. on UFC. Um, not a huge card this weekend, but it's a card nonetheless. Where do you stand on UFC, Kevin? I have to ask you these questions because if we're going to cover this show every now and then, I need to know what you like and don't like. I'm Joe you know, Callum Sanderson is probably the gospel when it comes to UFC and MMA yeah. in general. Callum knows mm-hmm. his onions, so if I don't know something about stuff, I'll ask Callum. Mm-hmm. I'm very casual watching it. I like watching it. I love watching it. I mean, I think there's some fighters out there that you just, like, the guy who beat McGregor and schooled him last time, Numar got Medidoff or something. I don't know where he's his name, he's unbeaten in some like 40, 50 fights. He's unbelievable. But 
If it's on, it's like one of those things when you got insomnia. If it's on, it, it goes. It's usually on in Vegas, and it's two, three in the morning. So I'll watch it. Mm. And I know this weekend is just a normal fight card. Um, don't think there's anything major standoutish about it. But it's on BT Sport, um, nine PM, I think, tomorrow night. For probably with the prelims and the main show, there's about eight or nine fights. I like watching it. Like it's, you know, it's. Skill involved is unreal. It's a sport on its own now. It's when it first started. When I first started watching it, it was just a bunch of fat guys who couldn't box, you know, couldn't have a career in boxing. So, or they came out of college wrestling and didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Now, now it's like, um, there's a guy I know lives near me. He's represented Ireland in Taekwondo. And his, the way he looked at it, he had to pay for himself to go to Japan to get his black belts, to get to the highest level he could in Taekwondo, and he did. And he represented Ireland and what have you. And he'd done it all off his own back, his own expense. But he said to me, like, if he wanted to make a living, he'd have to cross over to MMA to be able to make a living out of it because there's no money in straight-up martial arts. You know, unless you're an excellent boxer with a promoter behind you, yeah, it's that or MMA. So, especially in America, I mean, Phil will tell you, in, with American sports in general, American college wrestling is absolutely huge. High school wrestling is huge, and these guys they go through the four years of college, wrestle for their college. If they're really, really elite, they might get selected for the Olympics. But once that's done, that's it. That's they've nowhere they had nowhere else to go. So they all started merging and finding their way through to MMA. And you see a lot of MMA fighters would be in their mid-30s before they really get to an elite level. And a lot older than what boxers would be. But it's – I know it's a niche sport, but if you get into it, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, to be honest with you, when it comes to UFC, you know – Love him or hate him, McGregor put it to a different level. Um, interest, I think. Um, now there is people out like my brother in particular was like I'm 39, my brother's 37. He's watching UFC fucking years. Like, um, he used to watch it and say to me, "Oh, UFC," and I'd be like, "What?" You know, <laughs> um, and he was watching years and years ago before McGregor or any of them turned up. But McGregor kind of pushed it out there for me to, to people like into me. The- you yeah, brought yeah. it into the mainstream for people. Yeah, the mainstream, I suppose. Yeah, that's the word to use, yeah. yeah. And then but when you look at and, and somebody says there, like, um, you know, it's not it's not what it was um when Connor got rich and Khabib decided, Good luck, I'm out of here, you know, the sort of way that yeah. scratching around and, and you're seeing but you're seeing Paddy Pimlet um a couple of weeks ago and he'll get a massive backing um in the UK and Ireland, I think. And um John he's an Francis exciting fighter as well, from what I've seen. Yeah, he's all I, action. Yeah, he is, he is, and he took a a good few digs that night. I watched the live, and he took a good few digs and came back and finished a man well. Um, Jonathan says there's an Irish guy making the UFC debut November the 7th in New York. Um, Usually the guys who make their debuts in the UFC will come through a European, like Cage Wars is another promotion in Europe. They'll come through that before before going to the UFC. I mean, if you're making it to the UFC and there's any kind of a push behind you, they will promote you promote the living daylights out of you i mean yeah. the scene in the uk is really really good at the minute the uk and ireland is pretty good uh mcgregor look people can he's toxic he's he's one of these marmite you know people will love him and back him to the hill or they'll hate his guts but he puts bums on seats he 
gets he gets pay per view buys like nobody else. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Chris Eubank in that case. You remember with Eubank's people would pay to watch him get his arse handed to him. It was that kind of way, but he's he he's that. You know, he, he's one of these guys that um, McGregor. If McGregor's fighting, you'd either watch him to see him win or watch him to see, he's see, get, him lose. see his get yeah. his arse kicked. But yeah, either way, you're going to watch it. They might need a they might need a couple um they might need a couple more like that. Ham for Europe has, especially. Hamwaller has especially. me down for thirty three or thirty four. I must owe him a few quid and he's looking for a back. <laughs> um now thirty nine, forty in March. Um and I I'm hoping to go to Dubai to play golf for him for me Bertie. I'm off to see a friend of mine called Matt, um nicest guy on Twitter. Um for anyone that knows him. Absolute madman, but he wants me to go to Dubai and spend a week with him, um, which could be dangerous. Um, me 40, it could be my last, Kev, for being honest. Um, but no, I just wanted to touch on it, see what you thought. Yeah, you no, yes, there is good. There's a lot of this is what I mean with this weekend. There is so much choice this weekend. I mean, especially yeah, like, I mean, look, we know that the Premier League is full to the rafters this weekend with some quality games, you know, and everyone knows who's playing. Obviously, we're playing last. There's some cracking games tomorrow. Um, Leeds Wolves will be a cracker because God knows what condition Leeds are in at the minute with the amount of injuries they're carrying. Wolves will be up because of the, the comeback against Villa. Um, West Ham, Spurs, you know, Spurs yeah. disaster in Europe again. Yeah. And West Ham were really good in Europe. You know, how will, how will that go? London Derby, I think West Ham are fine now to be the second club in London. Mm. You know, so there's some tasty games, but there's some really good games on the continent as well with uh, Juventus, uh, Inter Milan, Juventus. Roma got absolutely tonked in Europe. They conceded six for the first time in Mourinho's career. Yeah. And I think they're playing Napoli. But the big one is El Clasico. Uh, yeah. it, look, people can, Barcelona in the mud and what have you. I mean, El, El Clasico is. Still out classical. Uh, yeah. It's going to be one of the most. It'll have a different games. dynamic to it as well, won't it? And we, we'll, we'll. Um, I mean, listen, you, know, you guys, you guys got the new channel coming up. That's going to focus a lot on, on this, isn't it? With the European football and other leagues and what have you. Yeah, you know, so. it is like um, Shane Downs. Uh, sorry, Veranda Cheese. What asked night golf? Obviously, Dubai. Yeah, it's something I'd love to have a go at. Um, is the night golf in Dubai? Um, Bonkers. Shane Downs mentions the good, good rugby yeah. on at the weekend. Bonkers mentions T20 cricket. That's coming. Um, Laura Duffy mentions Brighton against City, which she thinks will go. Yeah, the, the the new channel is um, it's something that we've we've been kind of it's kind of been in the background for a couple of months now. And when I say in the background, I mean we've. I, I tell you kind of how it came about. We talk Liverpool on this channel the ninety five percent of the time. Bar stuff like tonight, tonight where we just yeah. have a chat around sport and and have you know very easy going and stuff like that. And it's something to do on a Friday night. And what we found was was that when we were, we like talking about Liverpool, we're not experts. We never claim to be, and everyone in the chat knows that. Um, but we we sometimes go off on tangents, you know, where my bit of obsession about Arsenal kind of creeps in. Um, United will always come up with something going on there because they're big rivals to us. Whatever's going on at Chelsea, Newcastle now, um, you see what's going on at Barca, you see what's going on at Real Madrid. You know, um, I'm I'm obsessed with the amount of goals that there is in the MLS. Like it's just fucking mad league. I love it. Um, you know, Keita's South American mad, and we kind of went off on tangents, Jordan shows, and and the reaction we got, rightly or wrongly, was what are you talking about them for? This is a Liverpool channel, right? Which is fair enough because sometimes we end up. Um, 
sometimes we we end up where we we go off on a tangent and it kind of goes on for too long because we kind of get passionate about it and we get into it you know sort of way so yeah, yeah. this has been this has been um this has been kind of moving along and and like me me Shani and Keith were kind of being talking about this for a long while um mostly the three mostly the three of us because the three of us get into debate over stuff like that because when you see us talk on a cha- on a channel like this, people think we talk like that and then we disappear and I'll see you on Tuesday or Wednesday. Or it's not like that. Me, Keith, and Shawnee and others are in WhatsApp groups. Are we talking on the phone or whatever it might be? And and you know, it's it's one of those where we, we're kind of saying to ourselves, "Why don't we just do this?" Now we're not doing this. It won't it won't have the amount of content that this channel has, right? Because I'm only there's only one in me. I can't fucking. <laughs> Do, do everything you know the sort of way but what we wanted to do was we want to we want to bring out we want to bring out a channel that is about the premier league but but if the stories down the leagues in england to talk about are scotland ireland you know if that happens uh, let's talk about france germany spain like at the moment i just think that Bayern munich scored a goal and he must get three just tagged on automatically because he just keeps scoring fucking goals after he scored a force yeah. they've done it to leverkusen and they've done it during the week in europe so it's one of those where um few people are saying the link to the new channel is not working um it should have been because I checked it earlier. But what to do is if you go to if you just type in Man on Football Channel in um in YouTube, you'll find it. I'll check that link later, but it's it's, it's fairly easy to find. But you know, um we'd be talking about that and we'd be talking and we just ended up saying, why don't we just do something like this? So we're gonna do I think two shows a week starting late November. And them two shows will be might be an update from Europe, but we're, we're gonna try to do about an hour. About an hour, but we're going to try to fit as much in as we can. Talking about this, talking about that. Ten minutes here, ten minutes there. Um, Sean will be on, Keith will be on. We'll have guests on. We're working on guests that you've never seen on the LFC Day Trippers. We wanted to be different to the LFC Day Trippers. We want to bring on. Um, we want to bring on people that you know are big into their South American football yeah. or their MLS or or you know. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Concentrate on Germany. Concentrate on France. They, they they just watch French football, you know, the sort of way, or or Italian football, or Spanish football, or or whatever it might be. Listen, um, stuff like that is really handy for us as well. When it comes, you know, for just for people who watch and listen, because we're all fascinated by transfers and by who's doing what, where. Yeah, like Diaz in Portugal. What's he really like? Yeah, you know the Copa Libertadores and uh, Comnibol tournaments in South America. Who are the next players coming through? Who are the European clubs looking at? All that kind of stuff. It's 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 interesting. And the thing is, apart from if you stay up, I remember BBC used to have one on BBC Five Live. They did a world football phone in, and Tim Vickery would be on it. Yeah, and Tim Vickery. He's one I'd love to have on. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. He's the gospel. Well, if I got him, if I got him on, it would be allowed on. (laughs) Yeah, he would. Yeah, but you know what I mean. He's if you wanted to find out about players for because I remember going on listening to him when we signed Coutinho, and he was going mad because we were pronouncing it Coutinho. We were all wrong. He was like, "It's Coutinho and all that, or Coutinho." Yeah. We were like, "Okay, Phil, nice. We'll call it. We'll call him Phil." 
But you know, what I, mean? I wanted to find out what he was like and what he was about. What was his story? And is he any good? Can he do it in the Premier League? And I'll tell you why. He gets more right than wrong. But to be interesting to have to if you could have someone that we can interact with in the chat well, on that's, the screen who well, that's, we can ask questions of who's coming next and what's going on here, there, and everywhere. Well, that's the thing because like Keith Cook on about South American football on like yeah. he just absolutely loves it. You know, mm. Sean is mad about European football. Um, I watch a little bit of European football. Premier League, and do you know what? Premier League, for me, there's loads of intriguing teams. But in the league, going down the leagues itself, if you look at the likes of Athens and Stanley, for me, is, okay. a, is a mad story. Yeah, exactly. It's a mad story <laughs> where they are and how they're getting on. Sunderland, mm. I always look out for Sunderland because they've yeah. just fallen from a massive fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Coventry, yeah. Are, are, I think they're back playing in, in, the, in the Rico Arena. They are, yeah. I mean, it's called the Coventry Community Stadium or something now, and and those sort of things that catch my eye and I keep an eye out on. So that's what we want to we want to do. We want to we want to just talk about fo- general football away from Liverpool, and that might interest a lot of people that are in this chat because the Liverpool fans, the majority of them. But what we want to do is we want to be able to get on chat about it, um, bring up all these different leagues, different things you might have seen during the week. You mightn't have players you might know, players you might not know. And Jonathan's right there as well, the League of Ireland. You know, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of lads in the chat who live over here. I live, I mean, I live halfway between Cork and Limerick, but mm. Turner's Cross is a bit far for me to be mm. going on a week on a Friday night to go and watch Cork City, especially in the second division. Yeah, do you know? So it's like I wouldn't be too into the League of Ireland, but I'd be mm-hmm. half interested in what's going on. You know, yeah. because you can guarantee that any player worth their salt that's coming through will get snapped up like Cuevin Kelleher was. And usually, like your man, the, the keeper who's at Man City, Bazunu or Bazunu. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Started, he played up in Dublin, didn't he? He, he started the road. Yeah, so stuff like that would be interesting as well. You're really interesting. Um, yeah, the thing is, like that's what we want to do, and and we're not, we're not, like I said, we're not experts. Um, we really aren't, but it's just it's kind of grown, it's kind of grown because of um, conversations we have and and what we get into on this channel, and then we kind of go, we can't go too far with that. It's a Liverpool channel, but it, it kind of just seems to come up all the time. So we said, why, why don't we do it? And it'll be very easy going. Um, we are going to try guests and we're going to just have a bit of crack with it twice a week. We're going to do something, I think, hopefully next week, just to do a full show on it to let people know. And, and not only that, let people come in and tell us, can you do this? Can you try that? And the thing that tipped it over the edge was, was Keith has come to us with an idea for a show. And it's a brilliant idea for me. And I don't want to, I'm not going to give anything away in it, but it will take research from Keith. Um, I think he's going to try to do it once a month because that's the research he's putting into it. But it's something where basically, without sound patronising, it's it's going to educate a lot of people on things that has hap- have happened in football. That's the only thing I, I will say to you. Um, it's really, really, really good. And um, that's kind of the thing that went, you know what, that could be something we could do. So just look out for it. Um, subscribe if you can. I'm trying to sort that link out for you while I'm talking to Kev, but I'm not having much luck at the minute. But if you go on to um if you if you even want to our Twitter, um and there's a tweet there regarding on the day trippers, uh yeah, the day trippers, um you should be able to uh find a tweet there with a link to the channel. And I'm just going to check something else here because just live um so is now I'm checking and I'm trying my best because, uh Are you doing that? Um, the T20 is starting in earnest 
this weekend as well. Um, it's in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Yep. The second most watched sporting event in the world this weekend will be India versus Pakistan. Yeah. That's on Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock or 2.30. The last time they played in the T20 World Cup, there was 277 million people watched it in India. Oh, sake. It is a religion <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I love cricket. I, lo- I absolutely love it. But I'm not a massive fan of T20. I watch it because the games are quick. Three hours, boom, it's done. Yeah. You know, hour and a half bat on each side. And it's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. As many runs as you can get. Take as many risks as you can take. And the games are usually really good. It's starting off tomorrow, um, Australia and South Africa in earnest. I mean, we were, we played today. Ireland lost to Namibia in a game right. that we should have won. Uh, we were favourites to win, but we threw it away, just played badly on the day, so we're out. And that's a massive blow to Irish cricket because of the the money that they're going to lose for future, for kids, and setting up a league. I mean, there is a league in Leinster and there's a league, a league in Munster, but they were depending on money from this T20 World Cup to fund more cricket in schools and what have you throughout the year, but we're out. That's a shame. But Australia, South Africa would be big, but India, Pakistan is going to be absolutely monstrous. And I mean, going to the World Cup, T20, India probably favourites, um, favourites to win it outright. Yeah, he just reckons India are going yeah, to win. They should do. Um, they've... Because the IPL, midnight talker says T Twenty is the best farmer. Well, it's quick. That's the thing. I mean, I prefer Test matches. I started watching cricket in the late eighties, and I prefer Test matches. I just do. Um, I wouldn't mind going to a Test match and just you know sitting there and just having a beer and just. And that's day. it. That, that is it. I've been. Yeah, to I think a few... I'll try that. We should try. We should try more stuff like this because Veranda Chase says, "Gav, would you ever try long balls?" He's played it down in Crumlin a few weeks ago. I've, you're lying to me here, but um. A go and it was brilliant. Have you ever tried long balls? I'd love a go. Never, never. I'd love a go with that. Um, never. I'd love a never go with that. A couple more questions. Uh, Jonathan says, uh, "I hope you still plan to do a pod on the 1990s Premier League fat footballers and the madness of it all." Of course, yeah. Inspired by um, Terry Venables, Brian Robson, and Middlesbrough. Yeah, we are planning to do that, but um, only when Phil is available to do it. Um, and people have asked, "Where's Avi and Connor?" They just war commitments have have snookered them, and. We're covering as best we can. Yeah. Um, you guys got to think as well. Look, Avi works in the, Avi lives in the states. Yeah, so well, that's in a completely it. Completely different time zone. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Really- so we're just we're just covering and, and as much as we need to and having a bit yeah. of laugh. Um, and there was one other thing there. Somebody, oh, I am Ham Waller. Is Ham Waller going to tell us his name before he changed to Ham Waller? I don't think he is. He says, uh, "Real talk, Gav, the best shows you lot do are the random chats between you and that loony Andy Young." <laughs> we couldn't be doing that every week. You fucking joke me. Um, because it takes me a while to get into conversations with Andy over the course of maybe a month or two where I notice stuff that irritates him and I notice stuff that he says that's weird and I note them all in my phone and then I come and have a big chat with him about him. Like the latest being like he has to spend loads of money on um, toasters because the, he's, the toasters he's is, I, I saw the picture. Yeah, he's try, he's trying to uh, see the picture of the toaster in the kettle. Yeah, it's a smeg one, and, and he, yeah. he's basically trying to wash his um his his upbringing off him um as he grows older. Basically, that's what it is. Um, let me see, let me see. Um, there's nothing else there. Um, no questions was um okay. Hold on. 
Veranda Cheese's mother and brother are members, and I went down to try it. Honestly, I was good because of reading puts on the green health. Right, Veranda Cheese, you tell me when I can go and play that with you, because I know Veranda Cheese. I know I've played golf with him. Um, he's a mate of Andy's as well. So you tell me, and I'll go. I'll film a day trippers lawn bowls tournament in Crumlin if we can go down and play. How does that sound? Um, Midnight Hawker got pissed once playing balls. Nice. We had a laugh. Uh, right. Before we go into football, because we've got 15 minutes left, yeah. just to let you know, um, with me and Kev covering this show, um, we are going to try to get into NFL. Right? We we casually watch it. We like the red zone. Yeah. Um, we watch it on a Sunday when it gets down to the business end of it, which is usually it's Christmas onwards. January, yeah. Uh, yeah, January, know, February. I think Super Bowl. Yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl tends to be the end of February. So when it gets down to the championship games, I tend to... Do you know what? The season really starts in earnest when they're finished in Europe. You yeah. know, they have their Mickey Mouse games over here, but when they get into like week 10, 11, 12, is, mm-hmm. um, that's when you start seeing the, the deciders, you know, who's going who's gonna to be in the playoffs, who's going who's gonna to totally miss out. And that's when I start to get really, you know, so I'll really go out, I'll start going out of my way to watch it. But you ask me the name of player or quarterback, nah. Yeah. Uh, but outside of Tom Brady and players like that, you know, the exceptions, but in general, not, I wouldn't be a biblical follower of it, but I'd watch it. Okay. You know? I'm trying to, um, I'm still trying to fix this link for you. <laughs> um, that's, how, that's how bad it's got, but uh, let me see if I can fix this for right. you. The one thing I find weird with American sport is the idea that you could be like, years ago, I remember the, it was the LA Raiders. Now yeah. they're in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. How, they just keep how moving. How the blue hell do you have they a just fan move the franchise? Yeah, you just up and move. Could you imagine that in England in the Premier League? You know, Spurs have decided to move to Ipswich. You know, because the county council in Ipswich decided we're going to build you a brand new stadium again, and it's bigger and it's better, and it's got all the bright lights and the big thing. Could you imagine that? It's just alien to us over here. You know, I think they got something right with the college system, the way because they don't do transfers. You do player swaps, and you know you have a wage cap and a wage minimum and all that stuff. I think that's really good. But the idea that they can up a team and move it to a different city because yeah. they're building a better, better stadium for them, yeah, that's just alien to me. That's well, why it's mad. I, it's mad but, but we're definitely going to try to get into it. Yeah, because we'll I, definitely give it a go. My backstory to the NFL was I couldn't understand like. How did you do home and away? Is there's loads of fucking teams, and then I was like, no, you're in a division. And you play home and away against the teams in your division, and you play home against half the teams in your division, and home yeah. against half the t- or away against this, and that's how you get your that's how you get your league finish in your division, and then it goes to playoffs from them divisions. And, so, and I get all that now. Yeah. And has he landed with the ball? We're on his foot, and is his foot in? And I, I was all over the shop, but I took I took the I took the um the road of don't try over understand it. Just sit and relax and watch it, and you actually start picking stuff up. But yeah. Ray Dicko of this parish told me about three years ago that the New York Giants were good, and I went with them because I like the city of New York, and they're yeah. shit, right? Yeah. And they have been not as years, bad as the Jets. No, not as bad as the Jets, but he gave the Giants. So between me and you, we're going to try um keep an eye on the NFL, aren't we? Yeah, and we look at people as much as we can. Let us know what your team will be. Well, you guys, yeah, we, let us know in the chat who you guys, who do you look out for? Who's who's ones to watch? You know, if you're sides, do, who's doing bits this year? Yeah. Um, who to avoid? 
Yeah, so let, let us know who you think that might be. So, um, last things, um, the best things come to those who wait. Big, big, big weekend of football. So, as you said, there's loads of cracking games in the Premier League. Yeah, there's um, only one that matters. There's only one that matters, and you've done a big preview on Carnage last night, so we're gonna not going to bore people with um, with um, another big preview. But, Kev, you know... I've given a prediction. I think you, I don't know what, I think your prediction might have been 3 1, was it? I think I went 3 1, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I would say is, has, I'm going I'm to ask you, will you stick to that prediction, first of all? And people in the chat, throw us in your predictions for United against Liverpool. Heart in the head one now. You know, yeah, whatever you want. Whatever, whatever you want. You want. We, we, we're not arsed. Um, but the only thing I would ask you, Kev, is, are you sticking to that prediction base? And, and what do you make of, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer telling us that he might have players injured when we really know the art. He's Look, if he'd have turned around and said that Fred was injured and Fred was a doubt, I'd have said, yeah, fair enough. You pulled him off at halftime and he pulled up with a hamstring. I thought, yeah, fair enough. Bruno played the full game. He didn't look like he was on the effects of any kind of a... Yeah, that's an interesting one, Beja. Um, yeah, he... Bruno didn't look like he was suffering any effects in that game. He ran his socks off, in fairness, in the second half. It, I, Marcus went off with a dead leg, but it was his second game back after a long layoff. Yeah, you know, so it wouldn't be surprising to me if he was, if he does play. It's the thing is with United, United are out of the League Cup, so they've got a week off next week, so mm. they can take a, a slight gamble with Marcus Rashford and any other player. To be honest, I don't see, I don't think Fred will play. I. I I'd be surprised if Fred plays if he had any kind of a hamstring injury. That's, you know, even a slight hamstring strain, you're not recovering in a few days. Yeah. You know, and I don't think they're in a position where they can gamble. Not with someone. I mean, whether we like it or not, he's a tidy. He's a tidy footballer who does a job. You know, he's not. It's one thing, I suppose. Look, you look at the Premier League table now. Right, and the points in that everyone is really close, what have you? But the goal difference of the sides in the top three yeah. are in double figures already. There's the diff- there's the marker of where the three best sides are in the league. Mm-hmm. United are plus three, I think. Yeah, we're you know, plus about we're plus thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Or no, we might be plus sixteen or something. Yeah, I think we're like, 16, that's what that's what I mean. I mean, you don't really look at a points total at, the, at this stage of the season, but you can you can get a bit of a gauge. And where sides are by their goal difference, it tells a bit of a story. And I think United have scraped through a lot of games this season, winning by the odd goal here and there, winning games they deserve to lose, and dropping points where they should have got something up apart from poor, poor finishing. They're look, they're a good side. They're a good side going forward, but they have problems at the back. They should. They give you chances. They give you chances, but they get chances. They make chances for themselves as well. So, mm. on a good day for them. If their finish is, finishing is on par, they're capable of getting a result, you know. And in a lot of ways, this form kind of goes out the window a bit. Yeah, but if but if we if we, if we if we if we take if we take a quarter of the chances that they cough up to us, we'd score three yeah. or four. Yeah, we could do. I mean, this game could be out if we if they don't start it right, we could be out of sight in half an hour. You, know, we really, really could if we're on it from the start, like we were. At Atletico Madrid, we were on it for the first 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Under that kind of pressure, we could really turn that crowd 
in a very quick in very quick time. You saw how they went off at half time against Atalanta, and that wasn't the best Atalanta side by a long way. Yeah. You know, I think if we turn up to and play to anywhere near our capabilities or our form where we're at and play the game and not the occasion, then I think last year's win does us a lot of good this season. I think we'll we we could really, really hurt them. Yeah. You know, if we're really on it. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in the chat like feel like we owe United one, even though we won there last yeah. season. But um I, I agree. I, I want to see us come out and I want United to play to their best and us to play to our best. And then I want to, to see us win. That's what I want to see. I don't want the, you know, I don't want us to go out. Like I've said, we win 4-1. I'm just, I'm just so fucking, not even confident. I'm just so, I want this game now. I want to fucking yeah. now. I don't want to wait. You know, when you have that big game, you kind of go, I'll wait for it. Because it's fucking, I'm still a bit nervous and, you know, I kind of need a couple of days to get my head around this before I can get into it. I haven't been like that. No. Since the, since the even before Atletico, since the win over Watford, I've been like, if we could play United tomorrow, bring it on. I'll fucking play them. No yeah. problem. It's just one of those. But, um, you know, um, Ham Wallace says he always goes shouty at the end of the last 10 minutes of a pod. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. We're ignoring yeah, you anyway, but don't be worried about it. Um, I'm only messing with my target. How could we be reading this out? Um, it's It's... It's just one of those where I just I'd love both teams to play to their ability, and then Liverpool would win the game, and then we wouldn't have any bullshit coming out afterwards. But we we have to wait and see. I'll just take any yeah. Game. I'm not, I'm re- you know you get to the stage for <coughs> big games with City, Chelsea, United. This is United's first real test of the season. You know where they've played someone. Mm. I mean, they've had a really soft start to the season in, yeah. a, in a lot of ways. They played a couple of decent sides, but no one in. None of their competitors. Uh, we've we're a bit battle hardened now. We've played Chelsea. We've played City. Yeah. You know we're looking at this and thinking. You know you. There's nothing that there's nothing that United have that we haven't seen this season. Yeah. You know there's, they're not better than Chelsea. They're nowhere near City's level. I think I saw a little an interview with a bit of, a snippet of an interview with Robbie Fowler earlier on tonight, and even he he said it is one of the one of his quotes that. People don't understand how f- how far United still are behind us, City and Chelsea. Yeah, you know they have a lot of star names, but they remind me an awful lot of what PSG are at the minute. They're they're a set of individuals who are capable of the in- of individual moments. They're just not capable of winning anything over the course of a season. They really are so far away. You know, and United fans will blame Ollie, they'll blame this, they'll blame that. They're deluding themselves. They really need to sit down and have an honest conversation with themselves about where their club is. They're n- they're they're not far away from where Spurs were and where Spurs are are at the minute. It won't take much for United to flip a switch and be what Spurs are now. Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's strange because you've seen you've seen people saying like uh, Ollie's um United career kind of rests on this and you know I don't know like I'm not really arsed if his, if his career rests on this or not um, I just want to go out no. and beat them and I think you know what I think Liverpool I think you're spot on what you say I think we play the game and not the occasion because I think United fans um, as much as we don't like them I think they'll try and make that as much of an occasion as they can to be a leveller if you know what I mean yeah, yeah. you know they, they'll try to be a bigger influence than they ever have been because I think they know hand on heart that if, they, if these teams go in and play, 
Liverpool are going to win. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Veranda Cheese is clearly on the cans. He says, I'm going to make a map prediction here. And I'm going to, we're going to beat United like they beat Southampton last year with the highest win in Premier League history. Maguire, a red card in the eighth minute and a goal bonanza. Um, if that happened, my head would fall off. <laughs> Genuinely. I'll tell um, you what, I would be so watching the Sunday night show. Yeah, I would, so would you know, I. I'd be sat there like 20 minutes early in the yeah. chat. Yeah, be like, yeah, just and cans just, over your own head. Bring it on. that happen. Uh, <laughs> Salah versus Shaw versus Slabhead equals a madness, says Hamwallet. Um, yeah. And Bojan, last thing on it, Bojan, you know, they're running the ship, but a proper manager, they could make significant strides because they have some brilliant players. You're correct. I don't think they can. I, I think they can. And, and the reason being is because not only have they got some good players, I think the proper person in there to change their attitude rather than anything else, I think, would be key to them. Genuinely, I think I think there's a few of them in there that just look at soldier and go, "I'm fucking bigger than you." Yeah. You know, sort of way. And I'll get I think that that's, side of it. I, I think that's I think that's where I might be. But look, um, other game, other big games around Europe. Um, Interplay Juventus, Barcelona against Real Madrid. Um, let's do some predictions before we finish out. So, Barca Real. Barca Real. I think Real beat them four now. Um, okay. I fancy Real heavily as well. Yeah, they had a good win in the week, and Barcelona are just blooding kids. They're. Yeah. They're blooding kids, man. They're in a sorry, sorry state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, you people I've, can laugh and joke about it, but at the end of the day, they're still an institution in world football and the Messiah will produce talent. They're signing players up to ridiculous extensions. Mm-hmm. But if they can keep the core of a youth site and bring them through together, they could be there. To, if they get the investment that they're needed two, three years, they're not gonna. They're not gonna disappear, but at the okay. moment they're picking. They're cannon fodder, and they yeah. could. There's a real chance that they might not qualify for the Champions League next year. Yeah. Midnight Hawker has Real by four or five. Yeah. Um, Barca shock two one win for Santandi. Fatty some, to get the goals. Um, it'd be some um, game. And Laura Duffy says Barca is Fatty's team now. So of course that there is extensions That's going on there, there, and they're trying to keep hold of them players. Yeah. Um, and hope talk, talk for us about us and ben, uh, Dembele will come up again soon yeah ab- absolutely um, and Klopp the Mystic Red Steve says Fatty just signed a new contract how long has Pedri got on his I think Pedri is up for a new one as well um, he's on the verge or he's either I think yeah. Gavi's signed um, Antifati has signed Pedri will be next if he yeah. hasn't already signed but yeah. they're signing up all the kids so whatever yeah. promises they're making them they must be telling them that they're going to build a club around them and they're going to be the, fu- the future, you know? So Yeah, it's one of those. Um, one. Um, do, 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 let me see. But uh, Bejan says they both signed for a billion boy. Yeah, and Midnight Talker, it'll be men against boys, like Kev says, in his opinion. Um, just in Italy, because um, that big game in Inter versus Juve, Napoli flying, I think they're eighth me um, in Serie A. You look at Juventus struggling a little bit. Milan are keeping pace. Um with um, with Napoli and Inter, I think are toward a four at the moment. Yeah. Um, as defending champions, um, that's a big game for both of them, isn't it? So it even is, yeah. the season. Yeah, I mean, Napoli with Osimhen up front, or Osimhen is he had us. He had a big move from France, um, and his first season he was quiet. He didn't really do much, but he's kicked on this season. He is seriously quick, lightning quick, and he's developed his game now. He's he looks like a proper nine. He's he's one to watch. Um, you got Tammy Abraham with Roma. Um, started off the season like a house on fire. 
and has tailed off a little bit. So that would be an interesting game. But Inter Milan Juventus will be the big game. It is the big game. It's a massive, massive game. Yeah. No matter where Juventus are, and Juventus has struggled at the start of the season. The is it Anto- not Antonio. Who's the manager that went back there? Because he was there for a good few years. Someone in the chat will stick. Allegri. Allegri. Allegri is their manager, and there was a. I think one of the centre back, one of their centre backs, came out against Ronaldo against um, with quotes about Ronaldo. Oh, saying that, that if he'd left, if he'd left on the fourth, if he left in in August, they'd have given him a chance to replace to replace yeah. him. But he left it so late, he shafted him basically. Yeah, and I think the buyer is injured, but he should be available for the bench. But Juventus need to win. You know, they're, they've lost a lot of ground at the start of the season, so they've got to try and get something this weekend. I think that's Sunday evening, maybe Sunday seven eight o'clock, something like that. But that that's always a good game. You know, they're always they're yeah. always decent games. There's not much so, going on in Germany this week. Marseille and PSG will be another one. Oh, another belter, yeah, yeah. Um, Marseille are well. Apparently, the PSG fans have been banned from traveling yeah. uh, this weekend because of yeah. the trouble they've had before. So it'll be a it'll be a white hot atmosphere in Marseille. In the velodrome. Yeah. Um, so before we go, um, that link, by the way, should be it was sorted. Chiellini, yeah. Laura, um, Laura's on the ball. Yeah. Um, that link should be sorted in your show description now for the. Um, Man on Football Show, and of course, if you go to Twitter at Man on Footy Show, um, the Twitter page is there, and we keep we will be um, from Monday, we will be updating people on what we're doing, and we'll be looking for suggestions as to what you would like to see on shows. But if you can support us, great. If you like talking about European football, South American football, MLS, internationals, lower league, whatever it might be, we're going to try talk about as many things as possible twice a week, um, for about an hour to an hour and a half. We might push it to an hour and a half, but we're trying to work the schedule around this channel as well because people that work on that channel work on this channel so we're trying to do our absolute best not to clash um, Kev we're all, the big one is United and Liverpool at the weekend yeah. but aside from that you can pick one other match or sporting event over the weekend to watch what are you watching? Um, nah no I'm watching the F1 um, depending on how the United Liverpool game goes if we get a positive result I'm going to sit back with a few cans and watch the F1 Sunday night and Put my feet up and relax. So stick the, in, the red zone on later. Okay. You're not allowed to watch the red zone. You oh, watch shit. the Formula One. I can watch the Formula One. Red zone's on later. I'll stick red zone on. No, no. Later. I said you can only watch one. Ah, Formula One then. It'll right. be Formula One. So that championship is heating right up. It'll be the, it'll be the F1. No worries. Um... <laughs> see, I mean, you've got tomorrow Brighton now. You've got Brighton, three Brighton, games tomorrow. Brighton, Brighton against City. Brighton City could be a tasty yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the one I might go for. Brighton against City, um, just to see what goes on there. Brighton have started well. They do draw against Arsenal. They draw away to Norwich. Just kind of burst up, not burst up over a little bit, but you know they were flying, absolutely flying, um, before those two draws. But um, yeah, it should be it should be good. Um, uh, the thing is now these are the type of games City would expect to be going to win, and they're often the games that they can have trouble with. Yeah, you know, so Potter has given him given Pep issues and problems before so yeah that'd be a decent game that um somebody think the wolves wolves need to get three o'clock tomorrow be interesting you know somebody tell me that that link is not working well i'm clicking and it's working here so i don't know what's going on there but it is working but the link is also in the um the link is also on the twitter page as well um 
Yeah, I think City, City Brighton. I think it might be one to watch just just for the crack. Tomorrow, right, tea I think time, isn't it? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's about it. We've covered loads of sport. Um, loads, there um, is shed loads on this weekend. though. it's an unusual one, so mm, it's there for everyone. Yeah, and there's, there's people and if not, there. The strictly is on tomorrow night as well. So, <laughs> well, there's people there telling me that um, the link isn't working. I don't know what the voice you're on, but it's um, just let me double check. Um, I'll turn down the volume here so I don't hear myself in the background. And this is great podcasting right now. Yeah, Red Steve, that's an interesting show with Chelsea and Norwich. Should you with Chelsea missing two strikers now? They'll still uh, beat Norwich. They yeah. should do. Well, they will do. Yeah, yeah but they're they're going to be putting an awful lot of work on Kai Havertz until the other lads come back. That's what I said at the start of the season. Them letting Giroud and Sammy both go could mm. come to knock them later on. The, the, only, the only the only thing is I think it'll push it'll push them into a different style because when you watch them early in the season, Lukaku was the focal point and they played everything off him. And yeah. they let the likes of Mount Havertz, whoever else run off him. I, I think you might just end up going with Havertz up front. And they'll yeah. just try to use him. Hudson Adoy. Yeah, or, or mount them, or whatever they can find in around them, yeah. because that's the key to their game for me. Um, and Havertz, he won't do exactly what Lukaku does, not a chance, but if he can do 70% of what they do, um, what he does, I think that they'll yeah. be okay. But I think it'll be interesting if, if he can handle the workload, that's the thing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he get on now, especially with them being out probably till, well, Lukaku looks mid December. Um, Werner could be a bit longer than that, I think I read, but we'll yeah. have to wait and see. And they lose um, Zayic as well for the in the Afghan. So yeah, um, the the link um, it probably won't work because you've watched this video continuously. I've changed the link mid show, so you probably have to just refresh your page and you get a new link and that'll bring you in. But as I said, um, subscribe if you can. It's on the Twitter page. Share it around. Um, and as I said, it's going to be a football show about all sorts of football, and it won't be just. Oh, they won that game. It'll be stories from football as well. We're just going to cover as much as we can. Very lighthearted, um, but debate at the same time because you don't really put us together and it ends up just lighthearted. There's always a bit of a debate goes on, but it's something we're just looking to have a bit of fun with. And if we can get support for it, great. Absolutely that brilliant. Um, Kev, it's been an absolute pleasure. As yeah, enjoyed always. tonight. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was good crack. Yeah. Um, it was really good. And look... Um, Thanks we'll to everyone in the chat week. as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the chat's been great. The chat's been, been hopping all night. It's been great. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. It's been great. Um, we're still trying to get in contact with Laura Duffy's representatives with regards to coming on the show. Um, they're, they're harder to get hold of than Mo mm. Salas, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's been so many people calling um, for Laura Duffy to come on the show. Laura's but, definitely oh, got it. Yeah, no, we wouldn't put under any pressure to come on because some yeah, people just like being in the chat and having a chat. Um, we wouldn't do That's that. Great. But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, and listen, the chat has been a brilliant, um, absolutely yeah. brilliant. With regards to the weekend, we're off tomorrow. Uh, two shows, sorry, three shows Sunday, pre and post match, and then the fat back for Sunday night, and then we're back into next week. And next week looks like the forum on Monday. Uh, the midweek fix will be Tuesday, I think, because we play Preston on Wednesday. Yeah, um, so we'll have a pre and post match for that carnage on Thursday. Uh, back with this sports unplugged on Friday. Um, two shows on the Saturday for Brighton. I'm in Liverpool for that game, so the lads will be looking after that. And then the Sunday will be the fat back four, and Keith is looking after that one while um, me and Shawnee are having a romantic weekend away with Andy. So make that what you want. Right, that has been um, that has been Sports Unplugged. Um, thanks a million for watching, and we'll talk to you soon. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.